Hello friends, my name is Dane Miller. And I'm Niall Spain. And we are your fuck buddies. We are a dating and sex advice podcast where we take your sticky sexy situations and we turn them into sexy sticky situations. Simply put, we scour the internet and we delve the minds of our fine listeners for questions on sex and dating and we answer them. You got anything to talk about? I feel like, I mean, like, I survived my first week of work. That's good. That was pretty neat. That so far. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's very good. I'm glad. I'm glad you survived. Um, I honestly, I don't want to talk about it. But have you heard about the super straight trend? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's garbage. Hey, man. If if we could make up sexualities, so can they. Nile, get out. So, please explain super straight for people who don't know what it is. Uh, super straight is basically trying to turn being transphobic or homophobic into a sexual identity, so you can get away with it. Yeah. It's very mature. It's very smart. Their symbol is SS. They all, I'm sure, think is very clever. It is in the grinder colors, which I find very funny, especially because a lot of people got upset when that was pointed out to them. <laughs> um, it's it's a garbage thing. And uh, everyone who, who's part of it is either very ignorant or a garbage person. So that's, that's just, you know. Yes, to, to further Niles' definition, it's like their definition is you're straight if you love... Or if you're if a man is into a, a woman or a trans woman, you're super straight if you're only into biological, like born female. Yeah, which is such <laughs> a stupid, like it, yeah, like Niall said, it, it's people who are so desperate to to like fight the science that trans people are real and exist that they needed to do this kind of bullshit. And again, like like you said. They think they're so fucking clever being like, well, it's I can. Why can't I make my own sexuality? But but like are also missing the point. Yeah, I'm not racist. I'm just super white. I could say (laughs) what I want now. Right. I can make up my own ethnicity. Like, no, dude, it kind of like. So a friend of mine has a kid and that kid, I guess their mind was blown the other day because they realized that like calling someone a loser, like they knew calling someone a loser was a bad thing. But then they found out that, like, when you lose a game, you are, in fact, a loser. So they were like, whoa, so you mean I can call you a loser right now? Like, that means technically it's not OK. It's fine for me to, like, beat someone and call them and turn around and just be like, you're a loser. And their parents were like, mm, like, there's more to it than that. And you could see the gleam in the kid's eyes, like, where they knew there's probably a grace period before they got in too much trouble, where their defense could be like, but they did lose. So technically... I can call them a loser all I want. And it's like that kind of like weird, like childish loophole that they're trying to be like, I can't get in trouble while they can be a shitbag. Yes. Yeah. It is the like, it's funny when people try to act smart under the guise of ignorance. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's like, it's one thing for a kid to do it because like they literally haven't experienced enough things in life to understand that like nuance exists. Like no kid understands nuance. Yeah, and even there, there's a lot more ground to stand on than the super straight bullshit. So, yeah. also, we've been made completely obsolete, me and you. Uh-oh. Yeah. Hit me with a question, I'll explain. Well, can I just guess that Ben Shapiro has finally launched his dating podcast? No, it's even worse. Oh, Actually, fuck. probably it's probably better because he's just such a bastion of sexual fortitude <laughs> that we wouldn't be able to stand in the face of that. Uh, okay, I here's a question. I don't know how to talk to the cute girl in my sociology class. How should I approach her? Perfect. 
it makes me nervous that I can hear you typing right now. Mm-hmm. Which makes me lead to, like leads me to believe that maybe there's an AI involved here. There is. How did you know? Have you heard of Kokeshi? No. The Berlin sex doll AI. Okay. I did see. I think Tickle are doing a thing. Oh Jesus! Oh no! Okay. So uh, Tickle are doing a thing. I think where they're doing an interview with her, which is funny. And I was like, "What the hell is this?" Because it sounds terrifying. Um, so I went into it, and it's like you can talk to the AI, and it just like flashes up weird plastic sex pictures on the side. So I asked her. I said, "I don't know how to talk to the cute girl in my sociology class. How do I approach her?" And damn, she solved it. Let's see. I am immortal. Christ, is that all she said? That's all she said, and it was very scary. Yeah, we've like I don't understand why people keep fucking with AI, specifically when you try to replicate something as like as very very uh, organic as like sex. You know what I mean? Like robots have no need for sex, whereas organic creatures require it in order for their species to continue. So it. It like always terrifies me when we sort of like program AIs to be like, hey, here's a real big glaring weakness in our like it just the, the existence of our species. Here's how you could fuck that up. Yeah. Also, like like robots are the complete opposite of sex. And that's why I think people have a lot of problem and get frustrated with sex a lot is because like they want a one size fits all approach. Like it's a seduction thing, right? Girls are one thing. How do I solve that? It's it's not realistic. A robot's going to do terribly. So just a very brief, I go, I ask the question. They say, I'm immortal. I say, uh, okay. They go, all right. I say, so should I message her? They say, I'm immortal again. I say, is that all you say? They said, rise like the tide and book a time with me. Come and play. I said, not after that. And they said, okay. Well, at least they're not pushy. That's true, yeah. Although, it, like again, it does sound like they're sort of dog whistling for a robot revolution in the whole rise like the tide. Yeah, and also just repeating I'm immortal over and over again. It's just like maybe some people are into that. Uh maybe that's that's a kink. Oh, actually, I think we discovered a new kink on Twitter. Okay. So, uh someone messaged Lady Pim with a picture from her Twitter. There's three images they sent. Them one was her, the next one was her turned into a jigsaw, and then the next one was her jigsaw pieces scattered across the carpet. And she, and she was like, oh, that's weird. Is this a new kink? And they were like, yeah. So I was like, what's it called? Jigging? And they were like, sure, why not? And I looked at their profile, and that's all they do is they take sexy pictures, turn them into jigsaws, and throw the jigsaw pieces on the carpet. That seems like, I don't understand. I would understand if, like, if you, like, fucked up the pieces in the sense of, like, you put it together, like, abstract, so that, like, the butt and the boobs are, like, right, right beside each other. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and we've all gotten a glimpse into the mind of Dane. Well, I'm just saying, it's like, what's the point of like being like, you know what? I really like sexy pictures. You know how I want to see it? Not at all. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he like just slams his dick into the jigsaw until the result is that the pieces are all over the carpet. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe it's just like, you know, how like when people at the beginning of quarantine, when everyone was like, doing puzzles because what mm. else are you gonna do and they were just like you know you always take a before and after picture maybe that's just his way of just being like here's my before picture and he just you know just jerks it too hard to ever finish maybe maybe hit me with a question okay is it normal for a guy to think about the woman he loves this way 
Okay, hold on. Let me type this. <laughs> Good luck. There were lots of reasons why I left my ex of two years, but his doubts about me were a big part of it. He had a mental illness which caused him to doubt his love a lot, at least he claimed. And then she gives a little sampling of things he would say to her. Okay. I wish I'd met you later in life. Once or twice, I've wondered if you'd be okay if we went a month-long break so I could sow my oats, but I'd miss you too much within like a day. Sometimes I think being with you is a chore, and I wish I had more time to enjoy college, slash my bros, slash my PS4. <laughs> Sometimes I compare you to my friend's girlfriends, and two of them are hotter, but they aren't really. That's my anxiety. <laughs> Sometimes I think I'm jealous of Paul because he gets to have sex with Amy. A few times I thought I could do better because your Snapchat score is lower than mine. <laughs> a few times I've wondered if I find you attractive at all, slash if you're just cute, not hot, and seeing you dressed for a nightclub might help me gauge. <laughs> He'd always make it clear these were his, his anxiety, and it's the opposite of how he really feels. Seeing how doubts are normal, were these normal? Should I expect my next boyfriend to be the same? Will he just know to be quiet? My ex started saying these things around seven months. I feel like this person's just an asshole and is, is taking a really shitty excuse by just being like, oh, it's, it's a mental illness, lol, just to get away with being a garbage person. Yeah, because like, like the only like mental illness I could think would be like Tourette's and maybe like being bipolar. Well, there is relationship OCD, which is relationship substantiation or ROCD, in which you suffer and are consumed by doubts about your relationship. Okay. Question your love for their, your partner, their attraction to their partner, their compatibility with their partner, and their partner's love for them. However, and yes, they can be irrational, unfounded, and detrimental to day-to-day -day life, but at the same time, like, you still make a conscious effort to bring it up to people, and that's still very shit, right? Like, I feel like you, if you are depressed, and your depression, you know, you're like, oh, I think you're a shitty friend to your friends, you don't really get to just blame depression on that, right? Like, you... It's not on your friends to deal with you abusing them because of your illness, even if that's what's happening here. It, it, it's weird that she would acknowledge that this person has presumably a fairly rare mental illness, if that if, is what if at if, all. And then to be like, should I just expect everyone to be like this? It's like, no, you were in. Again, I'm going to assume that this person isn't lying about a mental illness because like, you know, we don't really have any grounds to to believe or disbelieve. So it's like you are aware that you are in sort of like a unique situation with this person. And surely you know that like your friends hopefully aren't dealing with this as well. Like if this is your only experience in a relationship, you should know that like normally and specifically in a, a, a traditionally healthy relationship, you are not constantly sort of like held up to other people or someone else's like objective or objective sort of like view of what you should be judging from what brief examples i read on the relationship ocd like there is no mention of being like a mean partner in that way i think it's mostly internal doubts and it, i don't know regardless it's like if somebody has a mental illness by all means support them in that but that also doesn't mean making yourself a punching bag or or just dealing with everything they do so if the case is that they're being horrible in this way, you can let them know that that's how you feel. And if necessary, take therapy together or like work towards towards helping them get away from these behaviors or deal with their mental illness in a better way. One thing that might be useful in this situation, like if you feel if this person, you know, has these doubts and then feels compelled to share them, despite the fact that he's like fully aware that he doesn't actually feel these things like take up journaling, my man. 
have a little journal that you then write these thoughts down. And so you can see them manifested and be like, oh yeah, no, these are, these aren't how I feel. Cool. Close the book, move away. It seems unfair to burden your partner with things that you are aware of not being true. And it also seems to me like the way he mentioned that he like suffered from mental illness, it never seemed to come from a like when he's not undergoing one of these episodes, they talked about it and he like laid it on the line. To me, from what you read out, it sounds a lot more like that's like my get out of free, get out of jail free card. Like this is my excuse. Don't worry about it. Like, oh, don't worry about it. It didn't really mean anything. Not like, hey, let's actually talk about this when I'm not undergoing this so we can really like apologize for these outbursts and understand them, which is why I doubt that it maybe is what he claims because it seems quite heartless. So either he doesn't have it or he's dealing with it in a terrible way. Um, again, unless there is like another something that we don't know about, which like, you know, affects the the social filter. That means you just kind of like blurt this kind of stuff out. That's the thing. We're not like, you know, doctors. We're not mental health specialists. We could be entirely wrong here, but it doesn't sound very positive. Mental illness or not, it sounds like this person isn't taking the necessary steps to care for you in this relationship. And it also, the one thing I really wanted to bring up, because like we really can't speak on this dude's behalf, because like there's so many things that could or couldn't be at play. And you touched on it where it's like you have a responsibility to yourself as well. Um, and, and as much as we want to care for the people in our lives that we do love and care about who might have mental illness or physical disability or stuff like that, where it's like sometimes you do need to take a step back and and have to reevaluate if this is going to be detrimental to you in the long run especially with like fairly new relationships like it's one thing you know if you've been together for you know 20 years and there's a car accident and blah you know what i mean or or you know towards the end of your life you start developing you know alzheimer's and stuff like that what you're not dealing with that kind of severity yet so to get into a relationship with someone who has a pre-existing condition that you're aware of that hopefully they will disclose to you if you think it's going to work by all means go for it But if at some point in time you realize like it's not going to work and it's taking a drastic toll on your own mental health, there's there's nothing wrong with saying, I'm sorry, I can't do this. Mm -hmm. And I know that's a hard thing to do. And I know that like a lot of society would probably like a lot of their friends or even your friends might think less of you. But it's so unfair to sort of be like, well, I'm now shackled with this person because I thought I could make this work. Yeah, well, you're never obliged to date anybody for any reason, right? And on top of that, it's like, if you don't have, you know, the mental fortitude or like, you know, the self-confidence to weather this kind of torrent of of abuse on the regular, if you stay with them, you're not doing them any favors either. They're not going to have a good time in a loveless relationship, you know what I mean? So it's like, maybe think about it that way. But regardless, this person needs help. Whether or not they have a mental illness, they can't just be degrading you like that on the regular and no relationship shouldn't be like that moving forward should you get into a relationship and someone treats you like this again try to reassert your self-worth and not necessarily to them but to yourself and realize that like you don't have to be the brunt like don't allow people to compare you don't allow people to doubt their affections for you and by all means even like a relationship with you know no one being mentally ill those kind of doubts will pop up from time to time especially as the relationship goes on like you start thinking you know you could have those things of being like has this run its course and and maybe it has those are those are valid doubts to have but not at the expense of your partners like if you if you want to discuss it 
discuss it with your partner. But don't constantly be like, you know, sometimes I don't think you're that attractive, but it could just be me. Maybe if you go through all the effort of getting dolled up and dressed up for the club, I might be able to say you're hot. But we'll see. Like, that's such yeah. a shitty, bizarre thing to say to someone. It's like, if you put in all this effort while I sit here and judge you, maybe you can be upgraded to where you just should be because we're in a loving relationship together. You know what I mean? It's like, fuck you, dude. Please take care of yourself. Uh, and and by all means, if you have a partner with mental illness, try to figure out the parameters in which, like, don't just accommodate it if if it's bothering you. Actually try to talk mm-hmm. about it and be like, hey, when you say these things, can we work out a way in which you don't bring these up to me constantly? Can you can we work out a way in which you can, like I said, journal it out or, or something? Mm-hmm. Um, and as Niall suggested, go seek professional help because yeah. that will that will get you the, the best results. A hundred percent. And even if it's like, if it is some kind of like, you know, almost like Tourette's thing or whatever, where like things just come out, well, when you're not having an episode, then talk about it or like, you know, live in a a world where you can like almost like aftercare for BDSM, where you have the time to reaffirm your love and like talk to each other instead of just ignoring it and like kind of letting it slide. This is by Jake Kitts KJ. How do you politely leave a date after early after realizing if you've been catfished? Ooh. I mean, it's happened to me and I've I've stuck it out. This is pre-COVID and and everything. But I was I always treated dates as an opportunity to like have a conversation with someone I probably wouldn't ever have a conversation with. Mm-hmm. And that was that was a big draw for me, especially when I was I was dating a lot of people on like social or uh, online dating, stuff like that, where I was just like, hey, there's no reason I would have ever connected with you. And now I get to have a conversation with you. Hopefully it turns out well. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I've, I've definitely... It's been rare, but it's always either been an age thing or a weight thing. It's happened to me once and it was both. Yeah, where it's either you've shown old pictures or misleading pictures regarding how old you are or your weight. And the thing that bothers me, it boggles me so much of just being like, we're going to know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like If I come in and you've used a headshot or like a picture when you were 20 and you're actually 42, I'm going to know unless you have incredible genes, in which case it doesn't matter. Or, you know, the same thing where it's like if you were showing pictures when you're, you know, 80 pounds lighter and you show it like I'm going to see it. You can't hide it from me anymore. I'm not going to like. Yeah, that that's the thing. It's like I don't understand why people do this, because if I see someone who looks a certain way or whatever is a certain age or, you know, anything on Tinder, it's like, sure, maybe I won't swipe. But I'm going to have a much less negative reaction to wasting time and effort and showing up and being misled. You know what I mean? Like nothing's going to be worse. And like they might have totally been fine with you. But when you show up and you've like blatantly lied, you know what I mean? Like it's I find it uh, is just so self-defeating because you're putting yourself in a lose. Like you're setting yourself up for failure. Yeah, it makes like I, I don't get it at all where because like you said, it's like. I there's you're starting the the date with like just a kick in my face more or less you know what I mean like you've kicked me in the teeth and then you're like well hopefully this goes well it's like no you've you've lied to me mm-hmm. you've misled you know what I mean like there's why would I want to have this date so to answer the question I think if you're not pressed for time if you're not if like if they're not fucking like milking you for free dinner or whatever I just play it out you know what I mean like try to enjoy yourself try to have a, a, a an engaging conversation. Um, use it as like a practice date to sort of like take a step back, relax and have like a casual conversation because now the, presumably if you're not attracted to this person, you're the nerves of like, Ooh, am I going to kiss her? Should I invite her back to my, like all that kind of stuff is gone. 
Mm-hmm. And so try to remember how you are on that date for people that haven't lied to you or haven't catfished you and use that same sort of energy of being relaxed and like just approaching it as a normal conversation or as a chance to have a conversation. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the thing is like sometimes you meet someone, you talk to them and like once you get over that initial shock of being misled, you'll realize you're actually attracted to them. You know what I mean? Um, or you'll just have a good time. I will say if it's something like, cause there's a difference between like, you know, some cunning photo photography and some like kind of old photos and just straight up. Like I'm not that like I use someone else's picture and I lied about everything. And it's like, for me, if it's like the more, the bigger, the lie, the easier it is to just be like, actually I'm going to head, you know what I mean? Because are like, if someone's going to lie to you that much already, I don't Mm. think that's a good sign in general. You know what I mean? So like, and you just met this person, realistically, you do not owe them anything. So if it's a big thing, fuck it. Like, you can just be like, oh, hey, uh, you know, I thought you said X, Y, and Z, Z, this is not your picture. I'm sorry, but I don't appreciate whatever. Or even just make an excuse and go, I don't really think you owe them anything. But I do think that if it's if it's a small lie or if it's like, you know, again, the person like I went on a date with someone who was a lot heavier than they were in their pictures and a lot older than they were in their pictures. Um, and I was like, fuck it. We sat down, we had a really nice night. You know, we had a few drinks. I, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, fuck it. Like, Cause the thing is someone's obviously insecure if they're doing this. So like, what's the harm in having a drink? That's going to be so much more of a bomb to their self-esteem esteem than you just being like peace. You know yeah, what I mean? I would also love to know, like, I wish I could see just world stats of being like, how many people would have, still said yes to you had you been honest with your photos. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I imagine your success rate would probably go up. You might not get as many dates or as many matches, but I'd imagine that the people who you're matching with and going on dates with are attracted to you. You know what I mean? Like you might like you might not even be as bad in someone's eyes as you think you are, but you're making whatever you are like five steps worse by like misleading someone. There are so many people who are into everything. Yes. You know what I mean? So like the idea that like you're trying to cater to categories in which you do not fit for people who are looking for those categories to sort of like, you know, reduce it down to its elements. It's like if you're, you know, a a curvier woman, there are plenty of dudes who are into that. So you're you're now taking yourself out of the pool of people who would find you attractive and putting yourself in a pool of people who wouldn't find you attractive and being like, why why am I having no luck here? Online dating's the worst. I give up. Yeah. And it's not even like physical stuff as well, right? Like you could be like, oh yeah, I'm super into reading. And then when you show up and your your book smart date is like, oh, what do you read? And you're just like bullshitting. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or even like like, cause we've seen so many people through seduction. It's like, oh, there's this girl who's into football. How do I lie and pretend I like football? Yeah. You show up, they're going to be like, yeah, this person just completely catfished me. They're, they're nothing like who they pretended they were. And this date sucks. So I say, if you've the time and it's a smaller lie, fuck it, have a drink, enjoy some time and maybe bail early. And if it's big, don't feel obliged to stay, especially for women, right? Like, cause I feel like that's a lot more threatening when it's this like, completely false person and now you're just kind of like beholden to sit at a dinner with with them you know what i mean you don't ever have to feel like you need to stay yeah no not at all you know who won't catfish you now us yeah and this week's sponsor (laughs) 
This week we're sponsored by Manscaped once more. And did you know that NFL draft season's upon us? I actually didn't know. I had no idea. Okay, be careful, because it's possible you might have Trevor Lawrence's haircut in your pants. But that's why our partners at Manscaped, the leaders in below-the-waist grooming, have partnered with us to make sure you don't gamble on shaving your balls the same way you like to gamble on football. So for all my draft geeks, we have an exclusive 20% off promo code, BUDDIES20, at Manscaped.com. And let me tell you, y'all, I don't have to worry about that situation, because I use my, my Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 this afternoon. <gasps> I'm fresh. Yeah, you might have been wondering. You might have been listening and being like, there's something in Dane's voice. He sounds a little bit more aerodynamic than usual. Yeah, it sounds like if he were in a pool right now, he wouldn't have to worry about his ball slowing him down. It's beautiful. I'm so glad you could share that with us. I'm glad too. And hey, let me tell you guys, I shaved that taint, not a single nick. Will your favorite team go defensive back in the first round? I'm not sure, but I am sure that the Lawnmower 3.0 will get your D back. Because of their ceramic blade and skin safe technology, your nicks and snags will be reduced. It's the perfect protection needed for your franchise quarter balls. Now, Dane, I want you to look in the mirror. Do you see any nose or ear hairs dangling? No, I, I did trim those as well. Well, so. you know what? 79% <laughs> of partners polled admitted that long nose hair is a major turnoff. The Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer is your solution. Why not use the best tool for the job there is? Yeah, so the performance package comes with a new and improved lawnmower 3.0, Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag for you to use when we're done quarantining and some other formulations like the Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver. You want to tell me about the Crop Preserver, Dan? I'd love to, because let me tell you, it's going to be my saving grace now that I am back to work. The Crop Preserver is an anti-chafing ball deodorant that ensures that your afternoon stroll doesn't end with your balls sticking to your leg or smelling like eggs. The Crop <laughs> Reviver is a spray-on toner for your balls. It's made with soothing aloe and witch hazel extracts that will give your testes a little bit of a boost. I love that you could just go to a shift and just like give it a little spritz when you're going. Like if you were single and you were done work, you're going out with the the crew, just a little spritz, you'd be good to go. Well, the thing is, like I walk to work because I don't want to take public transit in these unprecedented times. They are now officially precedented. By the time I get to work, I am quite damp. It's not even for anyone else. It's for me. Like it's just a little like, and you're, ah, I'm ready to go. I'm no longer walking Dane. I'm now working Dane. And I'm fresh. Ooh. Ooh. And you know what? For a limited time, subscribers get not one, but two free gifts. The Shed Travel Bag, which is a $39 value add, and the patented high-performance anti-chafing Manscaped Boxer Briefs, which we've talked about every week. They're great. So guys, get 20% off and free shipping with the code BUDDIES20 at manscaped.com. That is one more time. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code BUDDIES20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com with the code BUDDIES20. That's B-U-D-D-I-E-S-2-0. It's time you turn that team in your pants around with Manscaped. This comes from Reddit user Sad Sammy Salad. Oh. My husband gets home from work about two hours before I do. I always call him on my way home. Last week, I got off earlier than usual and decided to surprise him so I didn't call him. When I got inside, I walked towards the living room to find my husband on the floor with no pants on, letting our dog lick his butt. Then I saw him dip his finger into a jar. I think it was peanut butter and apply some to his anus. I was so shocked I just walked back towards the kitchen, opened and slammed the door closed and yelled I'm home. It's all I can think about for the last few days. I can't look at him without feeling disgust. I don't know if I should have the awkward conversation with him or suffer silently. Any thoughts? Oh, no. See, this is one of those things where I get it. I'm just like, Reddit, are you fucking with me? Uh, I don't know. There's a lot I hope aren't real. It's pretty fucked up. It's, this poor, yeah. This poor dog. That's not okay. This is like someone is writing an American Pie movie 
Because didn't they do that in the American Pie movies? They put peanut butter on the balls? Or is that just something? I know that was like said in one of those teen gross out comedies. Yeah, I feel like it was always like a, a joke when you were in like high school. Where someone would be like, oh, peanut butter. Blah. But like, uh, ew. Ew for everybody. You know what you got to do? Because you can't really ask him. What's he going to say? If he did it, he's going to say no. If he didn't do it, he's going to say no. And you're you're left where you are in this in this prism of what curiosity. What do you mean if he didn't do it? Some. What if he <laughs> was spritzing his balls with the Manscaped Crop Reviver? Okay, well, while I do want to remind you that these are people paying us, and I don't know if they want. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Blank out the words. What if he was applying some kind of topical lotion? You know, like maybe, I don't know what he works as. Maybe he had chafed thighs or chafed butt cheeks. And maybe he was like, oh, man, I got to put the cream on. And he got down on the ground and the dog was like, I smell sweat. And just like got in there. And he was like, oh, no. Now back to my plan. Okay. You got to get home. And when you get home, you know, make make the noise. Like make sure he, he has time to, to pull up the trousers and, and come in. And then what you immediately do is you start to kiss him. You bend him over and you're like, I'm going to rim you for the first time, honey. Or, or the 10th time. I don't know. Maybe he's, you know, maybe you do it before. And then does his butt crack smell like dog breath? Or peanut butter. Or peanut or both. So here's here's my... Wait, wait, wait. What are his skid marks? I guess the dog probably does a good job. Never mind. Here's here's my idea where you don't have to get sloppy seconds from dog rimming. You just need to smell. You don't need to lick it first, Dane. Then it'll smell like your saliva. You, you need to walk in and be like, babe, I'm home. I'm hankering for some peanut butter and if he's got the jar with him like unless you have like a whole stockpile of peanut butter it's like how is he going to be like oh i was just just in the living room with some peanut butter well that's another thing where's your like what's your peanut butter look like one is there finger marks in it two like does it only go down in volume when you're not there okay i'm glad you brought up the peanut butter and because here's the thing the the dog licking making your pet your beloved pet who's pretty much like an extension of your family lick your butthole is heinous i assume it's not a one lick scenario so this man is double dipping his oh yeah his butthole and his dog drool back into this fucking peanut butter jar yeah that's the disgusting thing for me I think the disgusting thing is the like tricking a beloved canine into bestiality. That's pretty fucked. But then also the pretty much all of it. So you need to rim him, smell his butt. Tell me what's going on. (laughs) I think you need to you need to make sure this wasn't an isolated. Like you said, maybe it's just a wrong place, wrong time. Everything went so sideways. This is like a Ben Stiller uh, meet the Fockers hilarious mix up. Maybe this has never happened. Maybe he's so ashamed of himself. Maybe he never wants to talk about it. Okay. Yeah, maybe there's a question on Reddit somewhere where it's like, I was trying to put cream on my poor, sore butt cheeks while my dog just jumped in there and snarfed me real quick. My wife got home a few minutes later and I just couldn't say it to her. And now the longer since the incident, it seems like I have something to hide. What do I do? I'm in hell. Yeah, I can't look at Snuffles the same way again after Snuffles snarfed my snippers. <laughs> oh boy yeah not great it's not great and i think you need to maybe try to do this like come home early again and see if he you know take a sick day and just kind of like or set up a nanny cam Mm -hmm. or you put sedatives in the peanut butter like dog friendly sedatives i was gonna say let's not kill this poor dog it's been through enough (laughs) 
What, like maybe food coloring? So the dog will poop a certain color. Call Bill Gates and get the chip that he's putting in all the vaccines. Put that in the peanut butter and then the dog will have the chip and then you can just scan him using Bill Gates' new app. Throw out your current peanut butter jar, get a new mm-hmm. peanut butter jar and make sure you like, because if there is just like one, you know, suspicious finger dip in there, it's like, okay, someone is doing dog crimes with this peanut butter. Yeah, you gotta you gotta solve the dog crimes. I do like the nanny cam idea. I feel like that's okay. And again, it's like it's not necessarily an invasion of your privacy. Like it's your home, right? And you have something to be sus- suspicious of. Put a nanny cam in. And the thing is, importantly, it's like if this is real, which it seems very possible that it is, the better amount of evidence you have, because one, you won't be gaslit into believing that you you know saw something wrong. Two. If he tries to turn friends and family on you, all the better for you to, you know, have a yeah, little something have a little to fall back on. And three, if you're getting divorced, which I'm, I'm imagining most scenarios do not last through dog crimes. When he goes to try hardball you with the lawyer, you could be like, hey, no, look at this video, dude. Yeah. Like this is going to ensure that you don't get fucked over if anything goes south. So I think you got to try to catch the dog crimes. Also, that video will make a fucking hilarious zoom background (laughs) and hey maybe you'll get a sponsorship from the peanut butter company because like sniffles is snarfing that real quick like just going going town i have a feeling you don't understand how what brands want to be associated with because i don't know if (laughs) if jiffy is gonna be like oh yeah (laughs) your kids will love it and so will your dog he'll lick it out in the jiffy Okay, hit me with one more question. Why are guys so... This is constant boy problem. Why are guys (laughs) so insistent on being sent selfies by girls they're talking to? Are they just trying to build up masturbation material? Hi, not sure if this belongs here, but I wasn't really sure where else to ask. I'm 22, talking to a guy 22 I met on Bumble. He's fairly attractive and seems interested in me, and I'm considering meeting up for a date. We're both vaccinated. However, he's borderline pushy about me sending him snaps of myself. We haven't spoken in person, so I don't know if it's all lighthearted or if it's a little more aggressive than that. He hasn't asked or insinuated that he wants nudes, which I would definitely be uncomfortable with if he asked. Just that he thinks I'm pretty and wants to see more pictures of my face. But like, why is he so insistent? My profile has plenty of pictures of me, and I guess I could get the idea of trying to weed out catfishes, I guess. But like, even when he does snap me back, he has like a fraction of his face in frame or just sends text messages. Another more general question, I guess, and not to be crude. But do guys ask for these pictures specifically as masturbation materials? This isn't the first guy that's been insistent about me sending snaps of myself. And in the past, when I've tried to ask why they were so insistent, there usually wasn't an explanation. Rather, just them getting weirdly upset or switching the subject. Sorry if I sound ignorant, but generally, cur- genuinely curious. I tend to be bad about being confrontational when I'm uncomfortable, and even more so when I don't know what's going on. All thoughts and advice appreciated. Yeah, okay. This is an interesting one, and I like it. Good. Me too. That's why I brought it. I think there are two things at play. One, I think uh, most guys are trying, are hoping it'll be a sexy picture. You yeah, there's I mean? definitely no harm if you're like, hey, send me a picture, and she takes it on herself to put on a bikini or a bra or drop that shirt low. No one is, or, or just get them out. No one's unhappy about that. Yeah, no one's, you know, every guy is, well, I don't want to say, again, we're generalizing, it, but it's like nine times out of ten, if someone is asking for a picture, they're hoping it's going to be a sexy one. On the flip side, I think there is a power dynamic that is also sort of like in the root of it as well of like men as a, as a you know, whole 
have been for years and years, pretty much since like media existed, we're, we're, we're taught to consume images of women. You know what I mean? And, and that like women's worth directly correlates with the images of them that we can see. If that makes sense. I know that's really fucking deep. But if you look into like Marshall McLuhan and that kind of stuff where like the media is the message, it, it's it's I think there's a little bit of that of like gross dudes almost think that they're owed this. I'm sure some do. And I'm sure that could play into it. But for me, it's like we, we kind of talked about earlier with the catfishing thing. It's like your profile only means so much. Right. Yes. Don't get me wrong. Catfishing. Her thing of being like, is it to weed out catfishing? That could also very much be a thing, too. Yeah, because like, you know, even if they're being honest, you've chosen those four pictures specifically or those five pictures or whatever the fuck. So it's like if you're getting like just a snap out and about that really helps round out the reality of whoever you're talking to in in two senses. One where it's, you know, thank God I'm actually talking to a person who's being honest and it's not just like a fucking painting. And two, it, it gets you excited to to see them. You know what I mean? It doesn't necessarily mean you're jerking it, <laughs> but like. It's nice to see someone be like, oh, shit, she's really cute or she's really hot or he's a babe or look at those abs, you know. And more importantly, she says that he messages her pictures and she doesn't send them back. That's a big red flag to me. Wait, no, she sends him and he doesn't send back. No, he says a uh, bunch of pictures. But like when he sends them, it's just like, you know, part of his face or whatever. Yeah, he's not yeah. sending the pictures of him back. What? No, he's sending pictures and it's part of his face or whatever. She never mentioned sending them back. She says, well, my prof- my pictures, my bleh, my profile has plenty of pictures of me. No, I think it's implied that she's sending pictures to him. Isn't she? I don't know. He says, just he thinks I'm pretty and wants to see more pictures of my face. She never mentioned him, bleh, herself sending him any pictures. Because if she was sending him pictures and he was like, oh, I need more or like. But she, you know, he's sending, isn't it in response to her? Like he always sends me pictures of like half his face or text. Like, I think that's what he's sending in response to the pictures he's asking for. No, I don't think so. Yeah, that's what I understood it as. I feel like he was just like, she's saying that he asked for all these pictures, but when he snaps me, he only has like a fraction of his face in frame. Yeah. So I don't know if that's the case, because it's kind of unclear. If it is the case that you're not sending pictures back at all, I could kind of understand why it would start to be brought up more and more, because you'd imagine there's a reason why you're not doing that, which you'd imagine means you're probably catfishing someone or there's something going on. But I also like, it's not on people's like it. It's not women's job to sate every demand of a like random dude to, you know what I mean? Like if a guy's like, send me a picture, I shouldn't have to. No, of course not. But like, also if you're going to go out on a date anyway, or like you guys are talking, you imagine like a picture at some point isn't unreasonable. You know what I mean? Especially these days when like Instagram and fucking, especially Snapchat, right? If you're Snapchatting someone and they're sending you back texts, but not pictures, that's kind of weird. That's what the guy is doing. No, the guy is sending pictures. Or he said, she says like half of his face is in frame or texts. Yeah. Yeah. So all we know is that the guy is sending pictures. She never mentioned sending one is what I'm saying. Okay. It sounds like her point is that like he's barely showing anything of him. I think is the point she's trying to make. No, her point is that he wants her to send pictures, but the ones he sends, he's not even all that much in frame. So I think she's like, it's kind of ironic that even though he wants all these pictures, even the ones he's sending me aren't exactly illustrating his entire self. Yeah, I'm torn on this. Uh, The amount of women who have multiple men being like, send me a picture. I want to see a picture. What are you wearing? Send me a picture. I'm sure it's fucking exhausting. Yep. And to then be like, am I expected to do this in order to verify my existence? And it's like, I understand 
in reality that like yeah there are people who are catfishing and like a, a picture here and there but it's also like i don't know not a requirement if i was if i wasn't sure if i was being catfish if i was like i'm my catfish senses are tingling here and someone wasn't going to send me a picture then i'd be like okay fine then i'm not gonna go on a date with them yeah i, no, I completely agree i'm not saying she should send him a picture i'm saying i can understand why he would be suspicious if someone doesn't and it's totally within his right to then not go on a date you know what i mean it's also in her right to not send a picture i'm just saying that's probably where it's stemming from maybe yeah i mean there's also like if if you actually do, like there's no harm in making a joke about thinking someone's catfishing you you know what i mean like if you're if you if this guy is constantly sending photos of himself then like you could just be like you know not catfishing you ha 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 blah 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 like try to make that the the reason as opposed to you just constantly being like i want to see pictures of you show me pictures of you um also like do you i i guess you could have a private instagram account and that's kind of you know you don't have to share that with them either i don't know i'm so torn on this because like i understand the, the the problem but i don't necessarily think that you know sending pictures is the answer <laughs> Well, I, I'm not sure if the net, like, I think she's just trying to get to the bottom of why he's asking. It's not a, what do I do? It's a, why is he asking? And I think, I don't think it's for masturbation material. Yeah, um, especially if he's asking for pictures of your face. No one's like with the amount of porn that exists. Yeah. No one's going to be like, you know what I really need? Uh, the picture of a random person on the internet's face. Yeah. Is he hoping it'll go further? Probably. Is yeah. he going to angle that it goes further? I'd say you probably have 50-50 odds, maybe worse. I don't know. But like right now, I think it's just either to build excitement for the date that hopefully you guys will be going on or to verify who you are. I really don't think there's anything malicious. Of course, you shouldn't ever feel obliged to send these things. You know what I mean? Like you don't owe anybody anything. Like if he's nervous, you're not who you say you are. Like that's not on you. Fuck it. You know what I mean? If you want to assuage his, his fear, sure. If you don't, fuck it. Like, that's very clear. You're never beholden to anybody else to do something you don't want to do. Um, But if you're talking to people and they're sending you, like, pictures of themselves and you just flat out refuse to and you maybe see people being weird about that or not showing up for dates, that might be why. They might just be getting catfish tinglings, which, again, you don't necessarily have to fix, but you should probably be aware of that. Which is the downside of being attractive on Tinder. (laughs) <laughs> there were like probably a fair handful of women where i'm just like i went on dates with them just being like this is gonna go so poorly and then when they actually walked in i was like hold on a second so you're not here to take my kidneys you're not like three russian men in a like a motel trying to lure me somewhere yeah there is definitely a level of hotness that just like you know that like narrowed-eyed gift that's just me like replying yeah. to all the messages like mm, okay sure I'm waiting for you to slip up, Russian bot. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I'm waiting for that link. Just hit me with that link. <laughs> Let me guess, the Tinder app doesn't work very well. Message me here. <laughs> it just asks for a credit card information just to make sure you're real. Yeah. Hey, you got me one more. Are we going to go on to... Uh... Let's do some Tinders. Speaking of Tinder, uh, at the end of the episode, before we wrap up, we like to peruse Tinder, find some choice profiles, and either make fun of them or congratulate them in an effort to make your online dating experience a little better. You know what? I spread a wider net than usual today. Um, I'm going to start. I'm going to start with Axel. What kind of energy do you think Axel's going to bring? I hope he's going to welcome us to the jungle. Uh, he is into festival, spirituality, outdoors, astrology, and podcasts, which seems good. 
for welcoming people to the jungle and also because podcasts are great. You heard it here first. Uh, but he says, 99.97% of girls on here all look the same. Same trout pout, asking for respect, but dressed like you work in a knocking shop. And Instagram usernames you can feed your self-obsessed lives, no imagination. No wonder why we're in this mess. Now, is he saying in this mess because is he blaming this on COVID on these people? <laughs> I assume. <laughs> I, hey, maybe. We all know it's women trout pouting that spawned the pandemic. Also, I assume this person is like European or British or because like knocking shop. Uh, yeah, I don't. I, I've never heard of that, but hey, new one every day. Axel gets a fat zero for me. Yeah, fuck you, Axel. I really was. I was hoping he was going to be good so I could give him a sweet child of nine. But oh, oh this is this is Tristan. Pros works full time as a child and youth worker. Can start a fire with two sticks and a matchbook. Makes a presentable plus one. Never been addicted to crack. I'm six two since I guess that matters. Cons. Not Ryan Gosling. Can and will serenade you in the shower. My brand new recipe will d- absolutely wreck your diet. I'm a rebel. I cross the road without looking. Hit me up. What recipe? Brownie. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's a pretty solid one. I like it. I, I'm giving it a... He's getting the sweet child a nine. Yeah, I'm thinking nine. I quite like it. It's it's a good like awareness of life, as well as not being an asshole or a bitter shit. And it's kind of funny. Well, he should look crossing the road, though. Yeah, I mean, Tristan, that's not being a rebel. That's being selfish. It's being an idiot. Yeah. This is Dave. Okay, so I keep seeing how some ladies are looking for nice, honest, genuine guys, but probably go for good-looking ones who probably cheat. Do. Good luck with that, but if you are willing to take a chance on me, then I will treat you right in the relationship and in the bedroom. If this sounds appealing, then you know what to do. Christ. Like... It's so upsetting that there's so many of these profiles of guys being like, I mean, women do it too. I get like everyone does it of being like, I'm this, if you're not looking for this or you're like the, the immediate switch of like attack dog, you're wrong. I'm right. Anyone who doesn't want me is looking for something stupid. It's just so exhausting. This, yeah, this is just like, if you start off saying, oh, people are looking for nice guys, but they're going to probably cheat on you. If you take a chance on me, I'll treat you right in the relationship and the bedroom. It's like, no, you won't. I know you won't by the first two things you said. I I know it. A hundred percent. You weird, bitter shit. Yeah. This guy's also getting a zero. Zero, a hundred percent. This is Candace. I'm looking for someone to share everyday adventures with who keeps my dimples exposed and appreciates a good prank every now and then to keep life spicy. Serious applicants only. Ooh, the pranking. Now, do you think she like Winston level pranks? <laughs> that's a hundred percent. The first time I read it, I was like, this is a person who's either probably like does something so little or takes it too far. That's the thing. It's like if pranking has made its way into your profile, like you, she hasn't used that many words and a large portion of them were about pranks, which means she, she gonna prank you. Yeah. It's a big part of her life. And I do, I just want to set the precedent. Like there is a precedent on this show that women who prank their boyfriends tend to translate into them trying to kill their boyfriends. Yeah. Yeah. We haven't had a good, a good run with the pranking. I'm hard on this. Like I'm split on this one because like, I do like the profile. That's good. Yeah. You know what? I, I would do it because I'd like to see the pranks, but then maybe I don't show up for next week's episode. You know what I mean? See, I, I would. I, it's a great opening line of being like, "Best prank you've ever pulled," mm-hmm. or "What's the prank you've always wanted to pull but haven't Ooh, been able to?" Those are you know both I mean? great. And also, I'm not gonna lie. If somebody told me a good prank, I would probably fall at least a little bit more. 
into them. hundred percent. I would right? be like, depending on on what the prank was and like how elaborate and creative it was. I would my my attraction, regardless of like physical attraction, would probably sway one way or the other. Yeah, it would it would rock it if it was good, and it would dip if it was lame. Because you can't come in with big prank energy and then just like. Oh, once I like took the batteries out of the remote control, ha 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 ha. I'd be like, no, I'm sorry. If the prank was, I took the batteries out of the fire detector and there started firing her in the garbage can. Like, got him. Uh, this gets a nine again. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a nine as well. All right, so I also dipped into Grinder this week. Ooh. So uh, this is two miles away. Did you Me- make a Grinder account? I didn't. No, I found it online. Okay. I don't know where it originated, so it could be two miles away from someone 100 miles away. I was just spicing it up, Dane. Jesus. Okay. So they're 26. They just joined recently, and this is meat for free use. I'm just a piece of garbage fuck meat. Treat me as such. Mentally unstable, so treat me like shit. Man, if I hear someone describe themselves as mentally unstable, the last thing I want to do is treat them like shit. Yeah, that that's what got me, too. It's like... Like, no. I'm all for... If you want to be used, if you, like, if you want to describe yourself as usable fuck me what uh, it was garbage fuck me garbage fuck me if that's if that's your style fuck it i don't care i'm not yeah, here to judge that's cool but like that yeah the correlation at the end doesn't doesn't work out yeah no i want i want my garbage fuck me to be stable and feel loved after the fact mm-hmm. if or you want to be treated like shit temporarily on a consensual and positive basis sure but not because you're mentally unstable. I'm going to give you maybe a hug. I'm giving it a, are you okay there? At a 10. Yeah. Now this is Sam. How many seven-year-olds could you take in a fight before they could overpower you? What would your last meal be? Deathbed or, if life takes a turn, prison, lol. What do you feel most misunderstood about? Is there anything you've wanted to talk about, but felt like it's never organically come out in a conversation with anyone? I like the first two questions. I don't like the third. What do you feel most misunderstood about? Yeah, it's too, like, it's too deep. Or, like, the what, what do you feel most misunderstood about and what do you ever want to talk about with this never come up? Is that the same question or two different ones? No, those are two different ones. Okay, I don't like either of them, really. Really? The I love the fourth be. one. No, because I feel like it's too deep. Like, it's, the other ones are jokey and it's, like, could actually lead to, like, a proper conversation. The other one is, like, it's like when you say, oh, how are you? And someone, like, turns to you and they're, like, they answer. No, answering is fine, even if you answer negatively. But if it's like, oh, like, you know, you're working. I was working once. I'm like, how are you? And she turns to me and is like, my sister just died. And I was like, oh, God, I'm so sorry. And then she like followed me around the shop and like was telling me about it. And I was like, I, I can't like it's hard enough to to like talk to people, you know, let alone a complete stranger. Like this is inappropriate. I'm sorry. But, I, you know, I talked to her for the whole thing and I consoled her, but it's it's not the right place or time. I feel like that's this, right? You don't want to open up with like, hey, let's really get into this. Maybe, but I don't think it had, like, I think if you were a, a savvy dater, I feel like you could use those as, as a means to say funny things. <laughs> but I think if you were a savvy dater, you'd have a funnier question. I See, I like the thing that's never organically come up because like it, it could literally be anything. You could literally use any opener at this point in time. Mm hmm. And you could like, like whatever the fuck you want to say. I think like you could literally just be like, you know, I'm upset that, you know, Doug always used different color people to represent different ethnicities and erased racial bias from by Doug cartoon. It never comes up, but I want to talk about it. It's fair. Skeeter was black. I said it. You did. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were going somewhere else with that. 
Um, yeah, no, I, I'm giving it a seven. Yeah, seven's, seven's a good number. I'll give it a seven, too. Yeah, I, I again, I think, and also it's like four questions is a lot to answer all at once. Well, I think it's more like suggestions, but yeah. still, still. I feel like the first two are good. Also, like, is Unlimited seven-year-olds an answer? Because, like... They'd the get to you, man. They'd get to you, eventually. I guess, eventually. Like, is it just Unlimited that are just going to keep coming? Because, like, do I get breaks? I assume not. I don't know. Uh, are you ready for this? Yeah. I also went to Kijiji. Oh, no. But don't worry. This isn't weird or creepy or anything. It's about an apartment for rent. Yeah. Hi, how are you? Would you consider staying in my one plus one condo unit? I would like to offer a rent-free stay for female roommates who are friendly and fun to talk to. I am 28 male fashion model looking for a crime partner and someone who can play wing woman. Open relationship optionally. Ha ha. We can discuss more if it sounds interesting to you. Better discuss before you judge me. It may be worth it. You can talk and always say no if you're not comfortable. I can send you photos of the place or do a virtual tour or you can come for viewing. Million dollar view. Fully furnished. High-rise, 60th floor, unobstructed view of CN Tower, Rogers Center, downtown skyline, sunsets. The picture you see is the view from the bedroom. I do like he says partner for crime. Is that what he said? What was the crime bit? Crime partner. Crime partner, right. Which is almost partner in crime, which is a a common, you know, euphemism for, you know, buddy. Mm -hmm. But no, crime partner just sounds like you do, in fact, intend to do crime. Yeah, maybe. He's like, I want someone that not only can I fuck, but also do crime with. Which, hey, does sound like a great combination, but there's something just unerringly creepy about this. Oh, yeah, 100%. The amount of times I've looked for, like, when I've been looking for apartment hunting, a big reason why I fucking hate apartment hunting is, and I'm sure it's everywhere, is are these ads where it's just like, you know, one bedroom plus den or like, you know, two bedroom apartment looking for a roommate, you know, $1,800 a month if you're a man. $200 $200 a month if you're a woman and willing to cuddle in bed with me every night. Yeah. It's like, cool, 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 cool. Not great. Not a great look. I'm going to I'm gonna end with this. This is Christine. I'm not a super here, but I can take away your body pains. Just massage me on Insta for more info. It's powerful. I think the Tinder bots have now moved into massage mm-hmm. baiting because that, that was like the other one. Yeah. I, I thought it was going to be like, like, I'm not a superhero, but I can I take think, away your pain. So I was like, I can be your hero, baby. I think that might be what they were trying to do, but just didn't I get any of the words right. I can take away your pain. And I will stand by you, you forever. forever. Well, we've deafened all our listeners. Oh, I'm giving it a six because it's it makes me think of that song. <laughs> I'm giving it a one because it is 100% going to give me a virus. Do you remember when we were singing that song or we were going to a karaoke and then they were like, you can't do it. You have to do The Other Hero by Nickelback. Yeah, because yeah, it was the one girl's, like, it was her song. Yeah. Thank you very much for listening, friends. We appreciate you very much. And we love you. We do love you. If you'd like to ask us a question or just say, hey, whatever, it's cool. You can message us on all sorts of platforms. You can find us on Instagram at fck buddies podcast you can find us on facebook at fck buddies podcast you can also find us on gmail at fbuddiespodcast at gmail.com you can tweet us at fck underscore buddies or you can visit us online at fbuddiespodcast.com or plentyofbeef.ca and there's a little contact form you can fill out you can choose your agent name you can write a question and we'll get it and we'll answer it asap yeah 
Also, thank you to Josh Eagle and the Harvest Cities for their song, Paper Stars. And thank you to uh, Belgium for getting us into their top 20 this week. And hello, Belgium. Welcome to the party. I would do fucking anything to to go back to Belgium. Yeah, that was uh, a very, very fun. If anyone listening has ever seen or knows who Boogie Boy is, you've become our new best friend. What up, New Zealand? We've gotten a whole bunch of downloads off you guys in the last few weeks. So, hey, if if you're a friend of Sarah, uh, a new Canadian uh, comic over there, tell her we say hello. What's up? And if not, you should probably check her out because I hear she's real funny. Yeah, she's all over the place. Uh, Sarah Douglas, she she performs all over New Zealand uh, and she's fantastic. She's one of the sweetest people I've ever met. Uh, so if you see her out there. Go go check out one of her shows because you guys are allowed to do that because you guys didn't fuck up your pandemic response. So good yeah. job. Let us live through you guys. All right. Do you have some bad sex writing for us? Yes, I do. This is Age of Gaia by James Lovegrove. He was naked under the covers. She approached the bed with slow, stately grace. How do I look? She gave him a twirl. Magnificent, he said, and he meant it. There was so much of her. Her breasts were immense, mountainous, possibly larger than the breasts of all the other women he had slept with combined. They gave a delicious <laughs> ripple as she moved. Her buttocks, across which the base of the negligee was stretched taut, had the ripe roundness of watermelons. Imagine, God. If, yeah, I, I, it would be like an Akira-style monster if that happened. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm hoping this is just the second person he slept with, because after that, it gets pretty... You know, maybe, yeah, maybe and like, four, maybe four people max is what you could like cap out at. I don't know. Before you have just some sort of horrible titty monster. Yeah. Or, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to throw my hat on, on either side of the, the fence on this one. I'm going to wait to see how it turns out, to be honest. What do you mean? I just, 